everybody else apart from that fuck stick sing along to a great song. Hey, right, here we go. Oh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the first instalment of The Cordon. My name is Matthew Harrington. Thank you for joining us. And my partner in crime here in The Cordon, standing at second slip, is Jack O'Halloran. Great to be with you, Jack. Hey, y'all, everybody. Um, yeah, it's the first instalment of uh, the new podcast called The Cordon, where we we discuss things as if we were part of The Cordon, um, which I usually wasn't in because my hands were not particularly good. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, the cordon is, I guess, stereotypically negative. Oh, very um, negative. So that's, I think, what we'll be doing. Uh, I don't think there'll be a lot of positivity. You'll probably go away, I guess, being I, more I, angry than when I, you came. I don't think there's a lot of positivity in my life. Full probably stop. not. Yes, yeah, so that's what this will be. More of a vent podcast than anything. Yeah, um, you're pretty renowned as a negative dude. I, I think I like to look in the brighter side of life most times, but if stuff you know riles me up, it doesn't take me very much you know, to get angry, I guess. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, um, we're proudly sponsored by Han Superdry. It's a, it's a great beer, um, and often there's a lot of discussion points um, under the the beer caps. If you've uh, the bottle tops, if you've uh, ever drunk a Han, um, we won't be going off them because sometimes they're a bit a bit stale. Like this one I'm reading right now is best movie catchphrase. Like I, I couldn't answer that. No, I, even if I did, it wouldn't lead into much, would it? It'd be pretty average chat, yeah. But um, I can't even. I'm trying to think of one. Like it's just it's not the greatest. It's, it's shit chat. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I suppose we better dwell dwell into where this partnership in the cordon um, formed. It's been a number of years now, hasn't it, Jack? Yeah. Um, I guess our sisters both in the same year group as um, Saint Mark's from Moyne. Um, they became friends and I remember seeing Matt on my, um, introduction day into St. Pat's. My dad was going down to the bathroom to bleed the lizard and he saw Matt on the way and said, how are you going? We just got, I guess, know each other from the area. And from, from then on, I think we probably have been acquainted. Uh, I want to even go to say he's one of my best mates now, many years on. Too kind, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's, it's been good. And obviously a lot of, a lot of time has been spent here. Um, at my place playing a lot of backyard cricket and, and in, in the cordon, funnily enough. Um, usually we'd be, we were planning to, to record it on the balcony and, you know, we're tossing up, you know, just having a few balcony beers and just talking negative. And, um, but unfortunately it's, it's a very cold, wet and dreary Thursday evening. So we're in my, um, my hideout, um, in the main room. Um, we've got a number of great segments um, planned for you guys each week. Um, we're going to be chopping and changing and, and seeing what, what works, um, but we'll try and get a bit of continuity, you think, Jack? I think so. I think, um, I guess, segments are the way through. I think we need to have something that the viewers can relate to and just look forward to every week. Um, and with the segments we've got lined up, I'm, I'm pretty sure people will be, be coming back, hopefully, for, for weeks to come. Um, Oh, yeah. And with that, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so our first segment um, today um, is our Beta of the Week Award. Do you want to explain the whole term of being a beta? It's something that you're pretty passionate about. It's similar to that of being a cuck, um, being of submissive nature, um, probably not having much going on, much ambition. Like, you, you probably know these kind of people in your life. Um and one of them this week has to be Nathan Cleary. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, we saw what he did earlier on the week. Obviously, isolation's been a rough time for everyone. Um, obviously, people have been getting out and about sometimes. You know, I'm not, you know, too amiss of going out from time to time, maybe seeing more than one bloke at the time. But Nathan Cleary's seen more than one bloke. He's seen um, all the cheerleader squad, hasn't he? Um, and documented that on TikTok, actually. I suppose that gets us to our beta of the week. Nathan Cleary, it came out... Um, that he'd had a f- there was those two selfies him with like four or five chicks all over him mm. in other s- times that would be almost down for alpha of the week but not during these this pandemic no and I don't I don't get the whole Nathan Cleary wagon I'm not you know personally I'm no Prince Charm I just think he's got a rough head and see I think he's like, pretty good looking bloke I don't I think Ivan Cleary could play that card and probably get away with it Nathan's head's really square. And really sharp, like the jawline's way too sharp. That's that's a good sign. No, no, you got to have in between jawline. This is a, a bit of a collapse to all our female listeners, but good jawline. I, from what I've heard, it's important. Yeah, it is important, but his is like too too prominent of a jawline. I didn't know I could get too prominent. I think it, oh, I don't know. We could talk about it on the show with other people. We'll as have well. to book Maybe it in. Yeah. in. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really a cuck move um, and a beta move to get his also put the uh, NRL franchise in jeopardy through some TikTok videos. Then to deny it on Nine News during his apology was probably worse and then get called out. Yeah, by what did he say? They just dropped by. And- yeah, he said, oh, I didn't know of any photos taken. You know, it was all, you know, I wasn't to my knowledge. And there he's, he's dancing. I just... I don't know. <laughs> I know, it's just... Of all the scandals that NRL players have gone through, like the there's Rod been Rogers, d- domestic the violence, there's been sex scandals, there's been rape, there's been... Everything, really. Like, violent assaults, Matt, courtesy of Matt Lodge. I think that this one is probably the worst of the lot of them yeah. because it's such a beta. Like, you got caught filming TikToks it's, and you're going to lose your it's career. It's probably looked frowned upon more by the community than any other. I think even the Jared Hayne Pornhub at the school scandal is probably <laughs> less frowned upon than Nathan Cleary TikTok. That's NRL. an underrated moment. I it's reckon. a great moment. He's, where is Jared Hayne, actually, whilst we're on to Where is the I Hayne I thought he was awaiting trial. Or they're, they're still going through all that, the court proceedings for the, the rape. Oh. I, I wasn't aware. I wasn't. I'm sorry. I was, I, I've I been thought. keeping up with the plan. Yeah. Um, anyway... Um, but yeah, I think a, a pretty deserving winner of, of beta of the week. I mean, filming the TikToks, your hat, he's, you see his hat in the videos? No, I, I didn't, no. Sort of like, sort of tilted to the side and apparently, um, from what my sister's told me, shout out to Gabze, friend, friend of the show, mm. I'd say, um... Like they were doing the dances wrong. I don't know if that matters to the viewers or not, but it's, I think it's all—it's really, really embarrassing. It's like the um, the moment from one of my favorite movies, actually, with Adam Sandler. Um, that's my boy, and he ca- catches out um, uh, a bloke who's basically cheating with his son's wife. With his yeah, his son's um, cheating with his son. Cheating with his son's soon to be well, his fiance, and it's the brother. <laughs> so it's like an incest situation. And he calls him out for it, but he says, and then the bloke says that he's um, big into interpretive dance. And the quote is, that's almost as bad as the whole incest thing. <laughs> that's what I feel like's the same with this whole Nathan. That's almost as bad as the whole Robert Louis, Rod, 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 Hayne play. That's almost as bad as that, if not worse. Jack DeBellin? Yeah, I like Jack DeBellin though. I feel mm. bad for Jack DeBellin. Um, I mean, it just follows a bad week. I mean, I think TikTok's something that's really shh. Sh- 
shone out for me in this coronavirus pandemic is like when people like David Warner mm. are getting on. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, he is a week. cuck though. He's <laughs> a genuine That was cuck. atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> that was atrocious. Um, anyway, let us know your thoughts. I think it's a pretty clear cut batter of the week, Nathan Cleary. Well done. I don't Nathan. even think that's in. Con- I think it's more is he a good looking bloke? Uh, is his jaw too prominent? I'm big for his jaws way too I think prominent. he's good looking. It's a good jawline. That's my that's my viewpoint. Look, anyway, bring in. that's um that's beta of the week for this week. So um we'd love some feedback on it and the choices and, and if Nathan Cleary's a, a decent enough bloke or not. A good looking bloke or not, I should say. Um our next segment, um I'm not sure if this has been done by Nova or or not. Let us let us know in the comments. I thought it had, but Jack's a, you're a big listener of Fitzy and Whipper and Kate Tim and Marty. I hadn't heard it, no. But if you had, then I'm just assuming. You maybe know. I'm getting. Maybe it's not Nova. Maybe it's someone else. But it's underrated, overrated. So we name a particular thing, and you talk about something that's um, underrated, overrated. Pretty simple. I'll give your judgment. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm going to start, this is a bit of a con- controversial one, and it involves a bit of a call-out. So We're doing that here, I think. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> um, so, to Tom Quigley, calling you out, mate. Um, I got a Snapchat from him, or maybe he was on his Insta story or something. Um, he was at Caribbean on Majors Bay Road in Concord. Great area. Um, plenty of dining options. Um Anyway, he was outside Caribbean and he's having a burger or whatever. And he, you know, when people get the, the food or the drink in the, the snap and then they also get the background, it's like... Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't get around that myself, but I know people do it. I don't mind. Like, you're at the footy, like, get, like, the beer up. Like and you take So, it shows, like, not only what food are you eating, but sort of the surrounds you're eating mm. it in. I don't know. It gives a good atmosphere. Yeah, anyway, yeah. moving on. And... Um, he said that Caribbean charcoal chicken or whatever the full name is was an underrated joint, and I have to say that is the complete opposite of what Caribbean that Caribbean chicken shop is. It is the most overrated joint by all these Concord blokes. I'm calling out all of you who live in Concord. You know who you are. They reckon that Caribbean is like the best thing to burger joints, the best thing to chicken. They have never left 2137 if they're saying that that is an underrated joint. Yeah. Even though Quigley lives in Lilyfield, I should I should point out. I, I've never been to Caribbean. I, I like it. Lashing's Chicken in Dremoyne, um, even Chargill Charlie's in Dremoyne. See, I don't know how I feel. I think I prefer... I'm not a big fan of Chargill Charlie's. Yeah, I actually got to reach them today. It was a real lazy day. I actually got out of bed at like three. It was a really lazy day today. And um, Chargill Charlie is what met me at the door. Um, I'm a big fan. Yeah, the chicken schnitzel burger got a few people into it, um, but no, I've never been to Caribbean. I'm, I'm actually just not. Uh, Give it a go. I mean, I'm not sure if they're still open during the pandemic, as or during these uncertain times. Doesn't that annoy everyone? Every every person going like, I know it must be tough for you in these. To be honest, been that tough. I don't have like, uni or a job or any conceivable me reason to wake up in the morning, and I'm still kind of enjoying myself. You know. I don't it's mind good. it. That's yeah. what we want to hear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my thing. I think it's Caribbean, overrated. Anyone who thinks it's underrated has never tasted a good burger or good chicken. It's all right. I'm not saying it's bad. 
I want to be clear on that. I'm not saying it's bad food. I've been there a few times. It's pretty all right food, but it's standard. It's standard mm. food. It's nothing special. Who's typing this stuff up? Just Concordians. Concordians and quickly. Okay. I'm putting them in the same boat and I'm calling all of them out. Because I know other Concordians like Angus Riley who lives and dies by lashings. He's come from school to lashings. Just to enjoy well, that, lashings. that shows a good band. He's not yeah. constrained by his postcode. I like mm. that. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. That's my um, under uh, overrated thing. Um, you had a couple to... Yeah, I had one. Uh, me and Dad had, had just cracked them open at lunch and... I've never drank something more like my piss in my life. It was dead set. I, I couldn't even get past the sit point. I, I just gave it a little sit. And I was like, oh, gee, my dad, who I actually caught the other day having a beer at 10.45 in the morning, couldn't even finish it. It was it was rather astonishing was how it, bad it was. Was it a pale ale? It was pale. It was just, it was fruity. It was disgusting. Yeah, I, yeah, and I the wankers who drink that stuff, I just can't. I, yeah. Fruity beers are shit. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Like a super dry, as our sponsors are today, don't mind it. That's a clean, crisp lager. It I is. think there's a real divide between lager drinkers and pale ale drinkers in this country. I know where I stand. Well, I know um, where I stand as well. Because I know what genitals I have, <laughs> and that's why I drink a fucking lager. That's why I drink a fucking super... I don't have to be that hard He's like, oh, gee, I don't drink anything because it's not a VB. But, like, look, a, lo- a bloody pale ale is really... I'm going to have to be devil's advocate here. I'm going to say two things. One is that some craft breweries have really good lagers. Any examples of? Um, I had this one. I was actually at a um, one of those trendy bars in the city with Drew Beacon. Mm. Um, it's called this the Barber Shop Bar. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, like, I haven't. Haven't heard of it. No. It's like one of those like cool places. Like you walk through what looks like a barber shop from the outside, and then you go through and it opens up into in a bar. Mm. Um, had a really good beer there that was a, a lager by this craft brewery. Um, and it's sort of like a just a touch of fruit, like not too much. Whereas I think sometimes the craft breweries that do the pale ales, they oh, a burp, sorry, um, take it a bit too far on the um, on the fruit. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just like to stick to my usuals, or if not, I just just can't drink it. Really, like I told you, Dad, ten forty five in the morning the other day having a beer. Like I would just woken up and he couldn't even sit the thing. That's have you ever have you ever had um, Kosciuszko's? No, I haven't. Are they they're pale? they're pretty rated. Yeah, are they? they're pretty. They're a pale ale, but they're not too bad. They're pretty rated. Yeah, look, friend of the show, Alex Vella. He loves them. Mm. Was he a contestant? Oh, is he a friend of the show? I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. I like him. <laughs> His 21st got cancelled, um, which I was pretty disappointed about. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty keen to go to his 21st. Mm. Uh, I think Tommy Quigley. Luckily, uh, for Quiggers, it wasn't at uh, Caribbean. Classic. Um, <laughs> you, know, you had something that you wanted to talk about being underrated in your suburb. Oh, yes. So I was just thinking, uh, I was on Twitter the other day. Um, yeah, I know. Judgment, I'm feeling it in coming here. Um, and this guy like tweeted like, like this what suburbs are shit pretty much, and people were saying them. It got me thinking like, what are some underrated or overrated suburbs in Sydney? And I think one of the most overrated suburbs, and I mean a suburb, I just can't stand. Like I can't stand the whole area. Alexandria, you know mm-hmm. that like St Peter's, Alexandria, all that. Mm-hmm. It's just shit. Like it's in all a, this in a, in a west. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all this like metro. Bullshit, small streets, dickheads with like 80 piercings and long hair, you know, just 
pisses me off. And people love the grounds of Alexandria. I don't know if you've ever been there. Never been there, I but I'm, I always get every weekend there's someone yeah. there and they seem to think everyone cares that they're there, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so I think obviously that's a really overrated suburb. Um, let us know what, what you think. Did you have an under an overrated suburb? I actually didn't. No, um, a lot of areas are overrated. I think, um, but I didn't have one just standing out. Um, what, what's an area? Just... An area? Um, the eastern suburbs. The eastern suburbs are actually not even. Coogee is overrated. I'm going to put that on the table. I think the walk to Coogee is nice. The walk around Coogee to Bondi, that little walk. Coogee Beach itself, pretty shit. Always have the. Always flat. Yeah, it is flat. It's always flat. And it either has, it's either really flat or has the, what's the, the thing where your neck gets smirked? The shore dumpers? Shore crushers? Yeah, so the McKinnon waves. Um, those ones are always a coogee. And it's just, there's nowhere to park there. I was actually there earlier on the year um, with Tommy Brooks. Um, friend his of the show. Sarah. Yeah, big friend of the show. Uh, his girlfriend. Don't, don't know Sarah, Hills. but I'm sure um, she'd be and, a friend of the show. And Ash. And we were there. And it's just, it just seemed... Ash, friend of the show? Ash Murphy. I'd hope so. Um, and there was just a, a little bit of a fight there between some of the local Lebos and then some of the local Aussies. Are the, um, with Lebos? Like, oh, there is a bit of Lebo over that area, isn't there? Even Lebo. And they also, if you um, fresh off the boat kind of looking people, I don't know if that's going at the moment that kind of saying but um, yeah definitely a lot of Tongans Samoans <laughs> do you remember and that they all seem to converge there do you remember there was that Fox 8 show Fresh Off the Boat yeah but that was the wrong Fresh Off the Boat it was like the American <laughs> the Chinese yeah, American Jonah from fresh- Tonga is like our Fresh <laughs> Off the Boat it's weird how that um, that like Fresh Off the Boat has a different meaning between yeah here and there anyway moving um, along so yeah Coogee overrated I think I but like the, that the suburbs around are nice Maroopa is underrated actually Maroopa is full of ice addicts from what I hear I, I don't I know Miss Duff goes there but, and I don't know what she's doing in her personal life but I hope it's not ice because she's a teacher and um, I like it yeah Charlie's taken me there a few a few times I'm a big fan I don't think I've ever swum there um, it's good it's good I think um, Bronte's pretty good. Like, it'd be pretty good being in the eastern suburbs, waking up in the morning, having a swim mm. at the beach. That'd be nice. Um, anyway, but continuing on suburbs, got me thinking, like, what's a really underrated suburb? And just putting it straight out there, Warimba. Small, villagey, got a little bit of water, and nobody rates it, and it's an awesome small town suburb. I just love those village vibes, the great main street, lovely... Mm wide streets surrounding that and it's just awesome it's next to five dock which i think gets too much of the hype of that kind of area there yeah and abbotsford and marimba's clean compared to to five dock there's walks there's places to go fishing yeah um and with that in mind are we are we going to bring into we'll skip that uh into our new segment um what even is that yeah um i like this segment yeah um so basically uh Matt and I have been getting into fishing lately. Um, he's taken me out on a few fishes, have a few beers. I think we've gone at least a half dozen fishes. Um, about that. I think, yeah, six, yeah. six fish so, over a week. Mm, and um, um, I'm yet to catch a fish, which is probably a record of some sort. Um, Thought it was on last time, but yeah. um, fish came off. And, it, and we were just sitting there having a beer or two. It's pretty silent there. You try to make chat, but oh, you're always tranquil. focused on... It's yeah, real tranquil. You're focused on the rod. And, um, yeah, like every, you just, that's all you're thinking about, that line. And in my deep thinking of the time, I thought of something quite profound. And it's, where do fish sleep? Where do they sleep? 
Uh, like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> so that's where I've got me myself searching up. Um, you guys can think, you know, you probably, I don't know, a lot of you at home probably thinking, who is this Who is this dickhead who doesn't know where fish sleep? Look, clearly in the ocean. But I'm thinking, like, you know, you couldn't just, you know. It's lay, not common knowledge. You, know, you couldn't just lay limp in the ocean. You're like, there's people around there. There's squid, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Go on, like, rock cabins or? You probably could. Um, what, what, is it, what does Google say? Well, research research shows that fish may reduce their activity while remaining alert to danger. So basically, they just float, float in place so or wedge themselves into, you know, mud or coral. It's not as interesting as, it's not as, profound I, as I was looking for. No, it wasn't as profound. Do their eyes stay open? I, I don't think so. Well, they stay alert. I don't know how you could stay alert without... So Maybe they just they feel don't the cunts. really sleep. No, they don't. So that, that's more profound than you know. They just go into some mud. But um, <laughs> that's what I thought was pretty or interesting. Coral. Yeah. No fucking coral in Abbotsford. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. And then it said, "How can you tell if a fish is asleep? Um, they just lie motionless, often at the bottom or near the surface of the water. Hmm. So not in the middle. No. <laughs> apparently, that's a, often at the bottom or near the surface. It's like why? That's just the water, <laughs> really. <laughs> Um, pick a theme. So yeah, that's something for you guys to think about in, um, what even is that? Um, if you guys want to have things that you're like, geez, what's, what's going on with that thing? You know, I've never knew that. Which, like, yeah, just stuff you don't understand. Yeah. Really. Um, like, what's that? You know, thing that probably should be common knowledge, but isn't, um, that's what that segment was about there. Yeah. What even is that? That's, um, I think it's a good segment. I think it's got legs. I thought so, yeah. The first one probably wasn't the best installment, where to fish sleep. But look, we can work on there. We've got I think this will expand our knowledge on yeah, various yeah. topics. It's Some great. people probably didn't know that, that they <laughs> sleep somewhere in the water, as that last thing said. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Just a reminder again that we are proudly sponsored by Han Superdry mm. and currently enjoying one at the moment. It's, it's unreal. Um Moving on, um, Grinds My Gears? Yeah, what grinds my gears? So our next segment, it's called Grinds My Gears. It's pretty much just an opportunity for Jack and myself to have a bit of a rant. I think, who doesn't love a rant? I rant, I rant probably too much, honestly. It's unhealthy. Yeah, it's all I do, really. Um, I'm also, you know, partial to a rant mm. now and then if, if something really irks me. Um... And so that's pretty much what grinds my gears is. One of us picks a topic that pisses us off and is given the floor to have a rant. We're going to start with you, you Jack. What grinds your gears? This um, it was an argument that I got in with my sister the other day. Um, we're probably quite consistent um, people who get into, you know, bickering quite a lot. Um, the other day, I don't even remember what it was about, but she'd really been in a foul and just absurd mood. And I came downstairs and we were just having a go at each other. And I heard her talking to mum later on. Um, and mum had told her, you know, look, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Maybe you should have calmed down. So you were in the right? I, oh, like I, I thought so. I thought so. Um, until she whipped out this great justification. And she said to mum, you know how I am, mum. I'm an Aries. So that's what that's where we're at. Yeah, um, that's, that's I'm sick on. of shit behavior justified by your star sign. Yeah, that's not on. And that's what I said to her. I said I didn't know being a shit bloke was a characteristic of an Aries. I just think 
using you got, some, you got it good with that one. I think so. Yeah, I just think using star signs to justify average behavior is just honestly some of the lowest you know human behavior I've I've thought. It's just disgusting. I just don't. What star sign are you? I'm Taurus. I don't really know what's a characteristic of them, but um, no. But yeah, regardless of that, I just think star signs in general kind of yeah, so ideas. What's Bella? An Aries. They're known so to be what, stubborn. So she just put, I was being stubborn because I'm Aries. Oh, no, she didn't even say what the what she was doing. She was that, you know, up high on her pedigree that she said, you know how I am, mum. I'm an Aries. So your mum's aware of Oh, the character traits. Yeah. Character traits coming from her star sign. Mm, so I think she's probably indoctrinated them into believing in astrology as well. But I'm not fooled by it. You know, I, I don't agree. Yeah. Um, so that's something I definitely think um, could be talked about at home. Um, why do people use star signs to justify their shit behavior? See, I think it's I mean really know one person who's into star signs, and that's um, Rachel Tabertsma, mm. friend of the show. Love Rach. Not sure if she'll be listening. If she's listening, we've expanded the viewership yeah. pretty well. Um, she's into star star signs, as is Jordy uh, Zervas. Don't know if you know Jordy. No, I don't know who Jordy is. Good chick. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. She'd be a friend of the show. Okay. Um, they're the only two I really know who are into like star signs. and. I have no problem with people being into stuff. them. I personally don't believe them. Um, it's just the whole, I'm an Aries so I can do this because yeah. that's how I should be acting. I yeah, just think right. that's really... It's a bit average. Yeah, it's pretty poor form. So that's what grinds my gears and has grinded my gears for years actually. Um but you wanted to talk about farewell parties? Yeah, so, I mean, it's not really relevant because there hasn't been a farewell party for a while. And if anything, like, no one's moving away or going away anymore. But um, no, it was, like, middle of last year to the start of this year, I sort of noticed there was a bit of a trend for people to have farewell parties. And I think, yeah, that's great. Like, if you're going away for a year... Like, it's good to, you know, see all your mates before you go and stuff like that. And then there was someone, I can't remember. And they had, like, a farewell party for when they were going to Europe for six weeks. Like, what is that? Is that Robbo? No, it wasn't Robbo. I don't know if I want to say it. I feel like you got the name there. <laughs> I don't think I want to call him out. Because right. Regardless, you just say, okay. <laughs> they had... Oh they called it a farewell party. Mm. And they were only going away for six to eight weeks, I'm going to say. Yeah, well, that's like, a month and a half, two months. Probably doesn't justify a, a farewell party. I, like, if, if you're cutting cake at that party... Oh, sorry, I, I should rephrase. If you're like having a few beers with with some mates to to send you off, that's different to a farewell party. I'd say. What are we talking about? What justifies it being a party and a gather? That's something to talk about. How many? Well, I think if you're cutting cake, that's what. Would that's a party. a party. We could just have a you know a shit party, like a big. A lot of people just not cut cake. That's still a party. But uh, I guess, but probably cut a cake. Yeah, <laughs> I, I reckon a gather is under fifteen. Or yeah, 20, yeah. And a party's probably... And, like, I've got no issue with people going to the pub and having a few beers before they go to Europe or, or whatever, but I don't know. Just calling it a farewell party. And there was someone last year. I think they were in your year. Mm. Yeah, they were in your year. And, and from reports, they had a farewell party 
for when they went away over Christmas, New Year with their family. And I thought they were going away for like a year based on this farewell party. Was it a big farewell party? A gather or a party? See, I think it was probably the numbers for a gather, but there was the cake vibe cut. Of the party. Okay. Yeah, there was cake yeah. cut, and it was like a fair. It was a proper fair, and the the sole purpose of it was a farewell. I'm like, if you're going on a holiday with your family, you're having a, a farewell party. I don't know. I think a farewell is like a, you're going by yourself. I think that could justify a party rather than yeah. going away. If with you're the going family, with your mates, yeah, that's like who, not who's farewelling you? You're not, you know, you're not going out there and explore the big world. If you're going overseas with your buddies, you're going to go over there, get smashed for a few months, and then come back. It doesn't yeah. seem as if. You know, a farewell... If and, I'm like, you're farewelling your mates, mostly. Yeah, I think a farewell is justified if you're going by yourself or maybe with one other friend at most and you're going for at least six months. That's well, probably justified. I think six months has to be the cutoff. Yeah. If you're having a farewell party under six months, have a good, cold, hard look at yourself. Yeah. Well, look, I'm... Do you think it comes from, like, a self-importance thing? Is that know. Or is that a bit too harsh? I don't know if it grinds my gears that much to, I guess, um... Uh, challenge the character of the person who's having it but personally I wouldn't um, if that tells you yeah. something about it personally I wouldn't be having a farewell party if I'm going away with the family yeah um, anyway that's uh, give us your thoughts and all these segments we'd be be glad to hear and um, that brings us to our final segment of the night um, the Grub 13 Jack do you want to explain a bit more about the Grub, the grub 13 um, well the Grub 13 is just the 13 most grubby uh, rugby league players of the time that we've been watching footy um, we're not going to go back to like the 60s and 70s because you know it's not really, really how we do things here no it's not um, so that's what we're talking about today the grubbiest 11, uh, 13 players from the NRL period probably from like mid 2000s to up until now um, and to start us off at fullback, we've got Billy Slater. Um, obviously growing up during that little period of, well, not little period, that quite extensive period of, uh, Queensland dominance, Billy Slater was a pest. Storm uh, dominance. Yeah, as well. as well. He was really, a, I think that's probably why, I think, you know, in reality, probably wasn't the biggest grub, but the consistent winning is probably what makes you a grub. Yeah. And his head as well. You, you don't like his head? No, it was just... You can't tell me he's less attractive than Nathan Cleary. I think for sure he's less oh, attractive than man, I think that you've got the Cleary. jawline proportion off. I think you're placing too much on the jawline. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> uh, then we've got one of his Storm teammates, uh, Suliasi Vunavalu. Um, personally, one of my... Probably my least favourite on this list, actually. Why is he least favourite on the list? Um, That's a big call. It's just the consistent use of the knees... Have you seen that? He'll he'll take it up from fullback, jump up, use the knees to, you know, gut people. Yeah, I have seen that. That is it's one of the grubbier tactics used. When when I see that happen, it's almost it almost reminds me of like you're playing junior rugby like a kid that's really fast but doesn't have any idea what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And I reckon Vunavalu doesn't have a clue what's going on. Well, he plays for Fiji. He's a Fiji representative. I reckon they just throw him the ball and he, they say, hey, bro, run. Yeah, and he I don't just know. Runs and he doesn't really know what's going on. Both of those players quite, you know, you can't deny the talent of basically any of the players on here. Um, but Vunavalu is probably my least favourite. Consistent use of the knees, other tactics... Like stomping people. I've just, yeah, I've seen too many compilations. He's just, he's too high up on my list. Um, 
Then another Storm player, uh, going to be a consistent theme throughout this, and that's Will Chambers. Chambers. Yeah. Um, Will Chambers is, again, up there on this list. Um, obviously, consistent fights, constant, you know, after play hitting and face slapping. Not, yeah, just a classic he, grub, he's isn't a class, he? Like, I just hate that guy. I just cannot stand. He grinds. Maybe you could do a whole segment on Will Chambers why he grinds <laughs> like he Book him in for next week. Dead set. He's just one Should we get him on the show? I don't think we have like the an in-person call-out? We probably could get someone on the show. I know we got like one of the boys. I don't think if Will Chambers is going to sign up for our But our this, that's a definite call out. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. Like seriously, he is he's a shit bloke, and I'll call him out as that. Um, the next one is actually uh, uh, Brent Tate. Um, and look, um, obviously, you know, rest in peace, the whole neck thing. But regardless of the whole neck problem. He just, again, has to be one of the most average blokes. Um, just constant, in origin especially, constant tactics, uh, jumping into fights late, you know, little... It's a real, real square head Yeah, he well, is, it's you? a rough head. It's it's ruined by the brace. I think you should probably, you know, cop the whole borderline paraplegia vibe just to just kind of get rid of the brace. It's a really bad look. Um, but regardless of his looks, that's what we're not judging here. We'll have the rude head 13 later on. But the grub 13, Brent Tate, just a very average bloke, um, especially when playing Origin. And um, another one of his Origin teammates, uh, Justin Hodges. Actually, wait, can I just throw in something on, on Brent Tate? I was mm. looking for it. Um, this is going to be another Twitter reference, so I'm going to feel the judgment again. But um, pretty much um, Scott Sattler. Yeah, Scott Sattler. No, I don't. Uh, he's um he's like a Channel Nine commentator now, but he he tweeted like a bit of a nostalgic tweet, and he said, um, <clears throat> "How good was it when you sat in class and the tuck shop box would arrive with the brown paper bags with your order in it?" I think that's a pretty common. I mean, we had it at St Mark's. You remember that? Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, brown paper bags. You know, put, say how much change you wrote and, and all that. Anyway, so Brent Tate. <laughs> retweets this and he says how old are you like that was what he said how that old was are you it? like with a bit of a like a just a like a just a but is that his mate or is he just see i wasn't that? sure anyway so then scott sattler then retweets that the how old are you and says old enough to snap your dodgy neck and then finish you off by breaking your boogie board brace over your barley dog body. <laughs> I haven't heard of a more justified <laughs> That is it's pretty zero edgy. to hundred yeah. real quick. <laughs> really? <laughs> he, he doesn't deserve that. Like he's, you know, a bit of banter between, you know, like it's clearly not his mate. Like I'm old sorry. enough to snap your dodgy neck and then finish you off by, like, does he, how did he, I mean, like, that's pretty harsh call yeah, about like, his neck. One of my mates with a severe disability, Tom Urin, we don't seem to consistently rip into, and I just can't see that being there. Like, we rip into him for other things, but that just doesn't seem justified there if they were actually made. I, that's just not how my mate's relationship works. Well, I have to look into it more, but... Um, you probably couldn't Google search, you know, these yeah. two blokes are mates. <laughs> give, it, give it a look on yeah. all the, those on Twitter out there. Like, I was shocked when I read that. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just looking for it, really, while, while you were going through Brent Taylor. I finally found it right as you moved on. But anyway, moving right along. Um, Cameron Munster? 
Yeah, average guy. Average bloke. Wait, who just said before? Oh, so, Justin Hodges. Justin oh, Hodges. Justin Hodges. I feel like that guy. It's, it's not even. Uh, can you even describe? He's just an average bloke. Um, I feel like he'd be a good bloke in person. What no. You don't think so? No, I don't think. Like Justin Hodges when he was playing for Queensland was like peak hatred. It's just I, I think. think we've got to take into account that they had this period of dominance, and we were just always going to hate them. But he was always on. He was just a. Always with the dog shots. Always yeah. with the cheap shots. That is fair enough. Yeah. And actually looking at this list, there is a like a clear Melbourne Storm Queensland theme to it. But I think that... Fair enough. Yeah, it probably is fair enough. A lot of dodgy tactics used. It is pretty dodgy. You could have, I think, eight years without, you know, without losing. And the team at the yeah. start of that uh, little yeah. era there wasn't that good. By the end, it was pretty amazing. But at the start there. Um, and then we've got Cameron Munster. Oh, we've already gone through him. Well, yeah, just, just a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, he's a dickhead. Uh, a lot of really average plays. I don't think he's that good as well. I don't get... Well, I think he's, he seems pretty gritty. Yeah, yeah. I just... I don't know. I remember when he first came on the scene and he got belted by the Warriors and me and my, um, my sister were laughing at him. Like, I also almost felt bad for the guy and now I just take back all of that. He's just <laughs> such an average bloke. He reminds me of Liam Doyle. Does he? Yeah. Well, like, so not, like, like, Liam Doyle was a Storm fan, and I feel like he always wanted to be a bit, like, Munster. Mm. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Just no, like, no disrespect. Uh, Doyle, he's doing pretty well, I think. Yeah. He's playing Australian touchdown. Oh, is he? Yeah. No, he's a good player. Yeah. Um, yeah. And speaks to, I mean, the only Storm fans I know are Drew Beacom and Liam Doyle. Yeah. Um, but that's sinking. <laughs> and then, um, and then it's, uh, fly, um... Uh, fly half or what do you even call in rugby five eight. Five eight, regardless same sort of position same vibe is Josh Reynolds um, who's someone who I've actually grown to love now that he's at the Tigers um, he's but, still a shit guy but mate. can admit that at the, the Bulldogs he, him and James Graham probably some of my least favourite blokes going around um, a lot of tactics um, that were quite grubby a lot of just uh, like after tackle play if, the, if like Brent Tate's like an after the play kind of happens Brent Tate, sorry, not Brent Tate. Josh Reynolds is usually just after the tackle, niggling, pushing people over after tackles. Um, His teeth kind of annoy me as well. Do they? I mean, I'm not. I don't have the greatest teeth as those who know me out there have been described pretty harshly as um, get the London look. What does That's, that even mean? Like, there's like this uh, model. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the London look. Oh okay. Got a big gap. In okay. Their teeth. I think it, your gap. So it's a bit. Of, it's a bit of a sledge. People give me. Okay. It's a it's pretty me- hard. To weird. Yeah, it is. Weird. <laughs> Clearly had to think anyway, about it. Anyway, but I think um, Josh Reynolds, I think he's got some pretty average teeth from I, I what feel, I remember. I feel bad for Josh Reynolds, though, the whole psycho girlfriend. Oh, uh, yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. But to be fair, you get yourself in that situation. And I tell you what, he, he would have got something out of it. I'd hope so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, coming in next, we have Sam Burgess. Um, I'm actually just fresh really? off watching... Just fresh off watching that Grub compilation. I don't mind Sam Burgess. I think we just have to go back to the whole squirrel grip um, saga, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. I just couldn't imagine my balls being pinched (laughs) and pulled up during a tackle. Like, I played 415 rugby and, you know, it was the the random little push, little punch in the tackle, any kind of that. If my balls ever got picked up and... I guess squeezed. I just couldn't imagine how beside myself I'd be. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that Sam Burgess has brought to the game. And that's why he is definitely part of my grub 13. Um, he has good value though. Like 
Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, a lot of the grubs, part of what Mason grubs is that they're, they're shit people outside the game. But he's not. The him, and I think to an extent, Mick Ennis, probably not a shit bloke out of the game. Big, speaking of, are we on Mick Ennis now? No, we're, we're actually on, actually, scrap Vunavalo. I didn't look too far down the list. Josh Maguire. Um... Words cannot describe the warthog. He's just the shittest bloke I have. I can't even watch the. Blo- he's just his head's rough. He has absolutely no idea. He's, he's on the borderline of illiterate, and he just he's the biggest grub I've ever seen. All of the dirty tactics, the stomping during the tackles, the constant high tackles, the eye gouges. He's just the worst bloke. I just could. could you, you know why I think Josh McGuire is so hated? Why is that? Because I think he embodies something that goes beyond rugby league. And it's something that stretches into every single junior rugby team that, that I've ever played against. Every team, particularly in school where rugby, has a Josh Maguire. That guy who sort of walks around like on his heels like that a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. has the, the head tape with that square head. And he's such a rough dickhead. A real Stanny's look and vibe. Yeah, about, about and like Josh just Yeah. Well, like strutting around the field. Yeah, um, just, just annoys me. Yeah. It reminds me of that. A lot of past players have actually called him out for being one of the biggest grubs to ever played the game. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he's just yeah, he is the biggest grub on there. Feel free. So to... can he be good to have a beer with? No, he he like again like some of these blokes you probably could hang out with outside. Um, Josh McGuire would just. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I could, what would you even chat about with that guy? Those guys' be, interviews are just... just be, is just... Footy or beer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mick Ennis num- uh, is the next one coming in. Um, Comes into a big theme on Jaws. What, what I feel you, like he's got a big jaw. You think? I think so. I don't think he's a bad-looking bloke. I think he's got like a bit of like that superhero jaw. I think Nathan Cleary has the superhero. I think you're getting the, the, these blokes mix, mixed no, Mick up. Mick Ennis is a superhero jaw. <laughs> I think Mick Ennis is probably no. He actually is known as the grub. Um, but he's not He's not that like, he's not hated because he's almost like it's a joke how grubby he is. I think it's a different type of it grubby is. as well. He's like he's like the small bloke trying to push around the big blokes and everyone's kind of laughing. Yeah, you know, no he just pushes around like he doesn't stomp on people's <laughs> heads done, and shit. Everyone likes the Or the, I reckon the great example is after Cronulla beat the Raiders in the um, semi-final the, uh, the, uh, the, Viking. the Viking clap. Like that. That is prime. <laughs> that is funny. Funny stuff. I, I personally, you know, was it rolls you up, but it's not physic as physically grubby as yeah. your Josh McGuire. Because he's not the big bloke. He's not the big man on campus. He's not. He's something you probably could have a chat with. He's he's actually probably is the opposite of Josh McGuire, but just as big of a grub, but just on different. It's funny grub, and just like you're just a shit bloke, you know. Yeah. And then um, Nate Miles. Um, was it Terrigal? Somewhere it was somewhere. Um. I, I thought it was terrible. That he took a shit uh, on the hotel floor, I think that was. Or fire um, escape or something. Regardless, he took a shit on something that was in a toilet. And personally, um, I'm not a big fan of that kind of work. I like to, you know, uh, I guess relieve myself uh, properly. Um, and I just couldn't imagine what's going through your head to relieve yourself on some sort of floor. I think he was playing for the Roosters at the time. Mm. Yeah. I am a Roosters fan and I remember my dad ripping into me about it. I'm like, 
dude, like, can you really have a go at someone for like the team, someone in the team that your son goes for? That's another one. Taking of those, a dump in a hotel. Like that's almost as bad as a Jared Hayne, almost as bad as a Robert Lewis, because it's not funny. Like there's a difference between. I don't think it's as bad as belting your wife. <laughs> but it's for me, it's just like, do you really, you know? I just think I that's, think that's a, yeah. a, a big call to say that it's on par with domestic violence. Regardless, it's probably a birdie um, to that kind of material. I just don't know what could go through your head to relieve yourself. In something, or maybe you know, in the beach, maybe if you just, I've, I've actually done that. But before. is it really akin to a Louis or a Semi Radradra? In my mind, um, that's how low I think of Neymar. That's, that's a huge call. Well, that's how low I think of Neymar. It's not how high, highly I think of Robert Louis. It's how low I think of someone for chucking a shit on the floor. I just, yeah, I don't know. I personally wouldn't do it. I personally haven't done it, and I would be disgraced if. Have I you had- ever done an aquatur? Oh, yeah, I have, actually. It was at night, though. So They're not comfortable, are they? No, very uncomfortable. Very, I felt uh, actually quite relieving, to be honest. But then you have the whole sand in my feet. Is there shit on my feet as well kind of thing. Um, coming in next, probably Nate Miles' best mate, Paul Gallen. Um, that was a great fight. It, it wasn't even a fight. It was He got turkey slapped by Paul Gallen in the middle of the... Uh, ANZ Stadium. They were good. They were good Origin fights back in the day. I was there for that. Game. Origin used to pack so much. That, that's the fight that I think ended all fights because Gordon Tallis. I remember on the Footy Show having a massive whine about it, saying, "Oh, Nate Miles was defenceless. Oh, Nate Miles had his hands behind his back," which just it never happened. Um, I think Gordon Tallis is probably one of the uh, biggest. <laughs> if whiners. he was still playing, he'd be in this thirteen. Yeah. Oh, actually. yeah, he would be. I I didn't even watch him play, but I just remember some of the stuff just like the, the collar tackle. The yeah. collar, what is that? Why is that a, a great big fat head on the footy show as well? Yeah, not a fan. Calling him out. Calling you out, Gordon. <laughs> not a big fan of Gordon Tallis. And last but not least is Jared Rhea Hargraves. Um, probably not as grubby as some of the previously stated, but again, one of those really over-aggressive... That's why I think he's just over-aggressive. And I think in NRL, an already aggressive game, you don't need to consistently try and you know put that dominant overzealous energy um, onto the other team. I remember him being hit by Simon Dwyer in what is and always, I think, will be known as the best NRL match of all time. Um, and I think that was probably that probably is the best moment of my life to this point. That game? No, the Simon Dwyer hit on Jared Rhea Hargreaves. Uh, do you remember that hit? I, I think he sent it to yeah, me. Yeah, I do. I actually sent it to he most of my mates most days. Yeah, he's probably one of the best moments I've on the footy field and probably in my life. Um, and last but not least, Erin Mullen. She's she's playing or no? She's coach. Um, I, words can't even. Um, Yvonne, great. Other than the whole Cameron oh, Smith. Smith. Other than the whole Cameron Smith dogging the. Where did wife that material. even come from? I had to find out about that. I found out. Because like, I feel like the media, chemist. the media never reported on it. No, no, but my local chemist, um, who will not be named. Um, had actually told me about that, and he seems to be in the know. Um, but, yeah, so Mr. Seagraves talked about the whole... Friend Aaron of the Mo- show. Big friend, and probably one of my best mates. <laughs> and he's 50-odd. Um, about the whole um, Yvonne Sampson, Cameron Smith. We're not even talking about that. I still prefer Yvonne Sampson to Aaron Mullen. That's how little I In looks or... Um, looks, vibe. Um, I mean, the whole Cam Smith vibe kind of put me off. Before that, I loved her. I just think she's so much more professional than Erin Mullen. Uh, I think she could have done what she did with Ken Smith on the show and still been more professional than Erin Mullen. That's how unprofessional I think Erin Mullen is. 
I think she killed the footy show. Um, I think her segments on Nine doing the sport are atrocious. Um, and why is Fatty such a pedo is the other thing. Why is he constantly trying to hit on her? I don't think she's has a good enough vibe to hit on her. I just, I don't know. That's my opinion on Erin Mullen. She'd be my coach, yeah. Who's Hooker again? Uh, Mick Ennis. Mick Ennis, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So Cam Smith didn't even make it. No, he didn't. No. Um, I, I think well, Mick Ennis is just known as the grub, I think. Yeah. You know, Cameron Smith, dislikable bloke, but he's probably not as grubby. Yeah, true. He does pretty well to shore up that Hooker spot. And with that in mind, that is my grub 13. Um, yeah, I think it's a good 13. Yeah, I'd, a couple of people I'd like to put in there myself. Honorable I, mentions. Um, Corey Oates. Just what does that guy ever offer? He's in Queensland. He's in the Queensland. Like what personality, what, if anything, does he do apart from catching a fucking pass and putting the ball down? I could do that. Yeah, I could, could play wing for the Broncos. You think he could be Corey Oates? I, yes. I don't doubt that. I don't I'm I know, a huge fan of Corey Oates. Call it a big call. Yeah. I think I could. Most do. people are Corey Oates, I think. You know? He just, you know, people who just, they're just there. Yeah. Like they're just there, it and is. they're not doing anything, but they still annoy you. He's lingering. Yeah, it's a real he's, linger. He's loitering around the team <laughs> and claiming a success. There is nothing worse than a lingerer or a loiterer. Yeah, yeah. He definitely is loitering. He's taking so, yeah, that's, credit. That's reminding me. That could get me going for when I'm riding my grinds, my what, gears for next loiter. week. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of people who loiter around. He's one of them. It would, in, it would involve calling some people out. Actually, Loitering around like local playgrounds, you know, or like well, just like the local nonsense. When you're with the boys, there's always one guy. Who's just you're gonna call those people. I don't think nah. I have the balls to call out the loiterers in my group. That would probably be. Big. I've, I've held back from calling out some people on this pod. Well, that's it's only the first pod. Yeah, so, we better <laughs> get a lot the of defamation <laughs> suits at bay. Yeah. Um, anything. Anyway, I think I think that brings brings us just about to the end of. Uh, the first, the first episode of the Corden. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. I think obviously um, it'll take us a while to warm up, but I personally think that that went all right. I personally think maybe slow to start probably ripped in quite well with the whole. I, I thought it packed. Yeah, I. You know, we'll just see how the views go. Um, yeah, are we going to promote this? How are we going to promote it? Snapchat, Instagram, that kind of thing. Twitter. Instagram story? Yes, Instagram story. That's my. I posted my first Instagram story. I feel like that might be a bit too wide a reach. You reckon? I don't know. Maybe I'll just... I do have family the, on there. Oh, I do do one of those do. private story things. Yeah. Anyway, so this is a bit of a marketing <laughs> discussion, guys. But um, that brings us to an end of the first episode of The Cordon. And we'll see you next week at the other end um, to, to uh, continue the chat and the negativity. See you later. The Cordon is proudly sponsored by... Han, now you're talking.